We are towards the bottom of Lamed Tess, Lamed Beis 39b2 in the Art Scroll Gemara. The Gemara now continues the discussion about which one do we do first, or which, sorry, which one do we uh, prefer to do, the mitzvah of Yibam or the mitzvah of Chalitza, uh, which one is preferable, and we mentioned the opinion of Abba Shaul. We mentioned the opinion of Abba Shaul, which we will uh, mention again in the Gemara, uh, who is of the opinion that uh, one needs the proper intent. One has to do the mitzvah with the proper intent to really do it uh, for the sake of the mitzvah and for no other uh, for no other reason, for no other ulterior motive. And if one cannot do yibam for the reason, uh, for the proper intent of doing it for the sake of the mitzvah, so then it is preferable uh, to do chalitza. And so this is based off of a mishnah that we also mentioned in the last recording. So the, the Gemara mentions the mishnah again. Uh, and it paraphrases the Mishnah as follows. Originally, uh, when the people were able to do the mitzvah, most people were able to do the mitzvah of Yibam for the sake of the mitzvah itself, so then we preferred Yibam over Chalitza. But nowadays, where people do not have the proper intent, they do it for an ulterior motive, so then we prefer Chalitza over Yibam. And so the Gemara now comments on the Mishnah. And it says as follows, Rami Barachama, Amar Rabbi Yitzhak. Rabbi Yitzhak says, Chazru Lomar Mitzvah Yibam Kodemus Mitzvah Chalitza. The rabbis later on, they went back to say that, you know what, really, the Mitzvah of Yibam is preferred over the Mitzvah of Chalitza. So originally Yibam was preferred, then a Chalitza was preferred, and then after that, says Rabbi Yitzhak, it went back to saying that Yibam is preferred. So the Gemara says, what's going on here? Amalei Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak Ikashure Dari Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak says back Ikashure Dari, have the generations improved? Why is it that all of a sudden we said that we prefer Yibam? Does this mean that the generations first they were able to have the proper intent then they were not able to have the proper intent to do it for the sake of the mitzvah itself and now they went back to having the proper intent and that's why we prefer Yibam? If that's the case that's implying that the generations improve. And that's that's hard to assume, which is a very important idea. This line in the Gemara, we generally assume uh, that as the generations move on, as we get further away from Har Sinai, from Mount Sinai, uh, it becomes more difficult to have the proper intent. It becomes more difficult. Some concept called the Eridas Hadoros, uh, that as the generations go on, we become less connected to what happened with the giving of the Torah on Har Sinai, Mount Sinai. So how is it possible, he asks, that, that the next generation has proper intent when the previous generation did not? So the Gemara explains, no, as follows, The Gemara says, no, originally we, it's a different idea. Originally we held like Abishol. Abishol is the opinion that says one has to have the proper intent. But later on in the next generation, it's not, it's not that they had proper intent. But it's that they follow a different opinion. There really is a different opinion. There's the opinion of the Rabbanon and the Rabbanon of the opinion that you do not need the proper intent. It is not necessary to have the proper intent and we prefer Yibum even if a person does not have the proper intent. And so that's how the ne- next generation decided to prefer Yibum over Chalitza. The Tanya, this is a dispute. And this whole idea about whether or not one needs the proper intent is really a dispute between Abishol and the Chachamim. Abishal Omer Abishal says, Hakones is Vimta Lashim Noi, Ushim Ishos, Ushim Dabracher. Somebody who does Yibum 
for the sake of her beauty or for the sake of being able to say that he's married or for any other reason, any other ulterior motive, he uses a very strong language. He says that it says if uh, it's an iser, it's a prohibition. If one has a different motivation, it's as if it's a prohibition between a brother-in-law and a sister-in-law, which is an erva, which is an iser, a prohibition. And it's, it's karabenai, in my eyes, it's close to being, to the fact that the vlad is a mamzer, that the child is a, uh, is a mamzer, is, uh, is the product of a, of an erva, of a very severe, uh, prohibition. And so Abishal is of the opinion, that it, a person needs to have the proper intent when they are doing yibum. If not, it's even close to it being fallen back to a prohibition between the brother-in-law and uh, the sister-in-law. There is a discussion if Abba Shaul is a dindo raisa. Is he uh, coming from a biblical point of view that from the Torah perspective one needs to have the proper intent? Or really, the other position is that really from a Torah perspective one does not need to have the proper intent, but from a rabbinic perspective, from a, the rabbinic law is that uh, they need to have the proper intent, but not on a biblical level. So that is that is itself a dispute. The Chachamim argue, however, the Chachamim say, no, the Pasuk, the verse says, that they could do Yibam, in whichever way, regardless of the intent, that really we do not need a very specific intent for the sake of the mitzvah. The Chachamim say, any intent... Uh, works as long as they do the mitzvah of Yibam, and that's why, according to the Chachamim, we prefer Yibam over Chalitza. However, according to Abishalom nowadays, we prefer Chalitza over Yibam, because since most people do not have the proper intent to do it for the sake of the mitzvah itself, so therefore, we prefer Chalitza over Yibam, according to Abishalom. What exactly is the dispute between Abishalom and the Chachamim? What exactly are they arguing about? So we've mentioned this in the past, that one approach uh, is an idea that we've discussed in the past, that when, the, in general, there's a prohibition for the brother-in-law and sister-in-law to have relations, to get married, this is a unique case. The unique Yibam is a unique case where we allow them, and in fact, there's a mitzvah, for them to do Yibam and to be married. Uh, so the question is, is this betoris hutra or betoris duchuya? Do we say that uh, the moment the situation comes about where the husband passes away without any children, it's like the prohibition doesn't exist. The prohibition between brother-in-law and sister-in-law doesn't exist, and let them go ahead and you do yibam. That's the position of the Chachamim. However, Abishal is of the position that, no, the prohibition continues to exist. The prohibition continues to exist. However, the mitzvah of yibam overrides this prohibition. It overrides this prohibition, so we need it. the mitzvah of yibam really pushes aside the prohibition. But the prohibition would, would exist. If that's the case, Abishal takes the perspective that it's only in a very specific situation where we will say that we could push aside the prohibition. Only when one has the proper intent. When one's doing the mitzvah for the right reasons, then it could push aside the prohibition. The Chachamim argue, as we mentioned. The Chachamim said that no, the prohibition doesn't exist. Once the husband passes away, there's no longer a prohibition. Is there a mitzvah? Well, the mitzvah is when the, to do yibam. Uh, but there is no prohibition, and therefore one does not need it to be in a very specific situation where... One has proper intent. And that is the position of the Chachamim. This is a big dispute between Abishaul and the Chachamim. So the Gemara now says as follows. Who is the author of the following Brisa? And uh, the following Brisa is a bit uh, unclear, a bit vague. And the Gemara will have two approaches. Either it will explain that this Brisa is according to Abishaul, or explain, uh, and it will also explain that this Brisa could, could fit with 
the Rabban with the Chachamim. So Ma'antana Lahadutana Rabban. Who is the author of the following Brisa? The Brisa says as follows. Yevamo Yavolah. The Pasuk says, the verse says, that uh, they should have Yibam. They should do Yibam. Mitzvah. The Torah indicates that this is a mitzvah. Shebetchila haisa Allah bechal heter. Originally before the sister-in-law married the brother. Uh, so then the sister-in-law could have married, could have married the brother-in-law. Right? Before she was married, certainly she could have married the brother-in-law. Uh, Nasra. Once she married uh, her husband, so now she becomes prohibited to her brother-in-law. And then she becomes permissible. After her husband passes away, now she becomes permissible to her brother-in-law. So the asks, Do we say that in the same exact way that she was permissible to her brother-in-law before she got married to her, her actual husband, she's now also permissible in that same exact way? And we'll see exactly what this means in a, in a minute. Tamalomar Yavamu Yava Leha Mitzvah. No, the the pasuk says the verse says Yavamu Yava Leha that there's a mitzvah to do yibam and to indicate that this is a mitzvah. But it seems to be that it's different than before she even got married. That there's some sort of difference uh, between marrying your brother-in-law after your husband passed away without any children versus before you even got married. So what exactly does this all mean? Montana, who's the author of this brisa? So the Gemara has suggestion number one, and the Gemara will also give a second suggestion. Amar of Yitzchak Baravdimi. Yitzchak Baravdimi says, Abishal he, this is the opinion of Abishal. Vahachikamar, this is what the Brisa means. Yevamo yavah la mitzvah. The Brisa verse said, there's a mitzvah. The verse says that you should, they should do yibam. There's a mitzvah to do yibam. Shebetzchila haizalav bechal Originally, before she got married to her husband, she was allowed to marry her brother-in-law. It wasn't her brother-in-law before she got married. Um, and ratzah l'shem noi chantah l'shem l'shem yishah And if she wants... And if he wants, so then he can marry her for the sake, for whatever reason he wants to marry her for. Because of her beauty, so that he could claim that he's, so that he could walk around with people knowing that he's a, he's a married man. Whatever the reason is. It could be for the sake of the marriage itself. Lashem Isha, so it could be for the sake of the marriage itself. Uh, without any ulterior motive, whatever the reason is, it would be a valid marriage. Nasra, then she becomes forbidden to him, because she gets married. And then she becomes permissible. After the husband passes away, she now is permissible to her brother-in-law. So the Bryce asks, does it revert back to the original status before she was married completely? So according to Abishal, no. Not just mitzvah, but mitzvah. That the verse tells us that it has to be specifically without any ulterior motives. Originally, before she got married, so then the brother-in-law can marry her. It's not really a brother-in-law. She never got married before. Uh, and he can marry her for whatever reason he wants, whether it's for her beauty, to claim that he's a married man, for the sake of the marriage itself. Uh, whatever the reason is, it would work. It would be viewed as a, as a good marriage. Uh, however, when it comes to Yibam, Yibam is different. Yibam will only work if it's Limitzvah, for the sake of fulfilling the mitzvah of Yibam. And that's how the Brisek can fit within Abishal, because he's of the opinion that one cannot do Yibam if, if it's for ulterior motives. Rava argues... Rava comes along and he argues, Rava Amar, Afilutim Rabbanan. No, we could explain this price even according to the Rabbanan. Even according to the Rabbanan, who hold that uh, Yibam does work even if one has ulterior motives, you can explain the price differently. And this is how we will explain the price of Ahafika Amar. Yevamo Yavala Mitzvah. There's a mitzvah to do Yibam. Shabitrila Haisabal Heta. Originally, uh, it was permissible for her to marry her brother in law before she got married. It wasn't, it's not her brother in law. And adds, Add the explanation, Ratzah Konsa, Ratzah Inakonsa. And it's also the brother-in-law's option. If he wants to, he can marry her. If he wants to, he doesn't have to marry her. 
right? Before before he married, uh, before she married uh, her husband, the uh, the brother-in-law's brother. Uh, so the brother-in-law had the option of either marrying her or not marrying her, just like anybody has the option of marrying her or not marrying her. Nasra, she then becomes forbidden by marrying her husband. Then her husband passes away without any children. She becomes permissible. And we go back to the original status to say, it's his option. If he wants, he can marry her. If he wants, he doesn't have to marry her. No. Does it, do we say that it, that it goes back to that original status? The Gemara says, uh, the Bryce says, is it even an option to say that he doesn't have to marry her? But there is this zika, there's this bond. They're already connected. It, she, she cannot just go, go free without doing anything. We need to do yibam. We have to do something. Yibam or chalitza. What it means is, uh, do we say uh, that she could do yibam or he could do chalitza? It's really his option to do either one. The end of the Brites says, no, according to the Chachamim, according to the Rabbanim, we prefer Yibam. And so therefore we would recommend Yibam. Yibam is the primary mitzvah, according to the Rabbanim. According to the opinion that argues in Abishol, Yibam is the primary mitzvah. So it's not like the original status where if he wanted to, he can marry her. And if he wants to, he doesn't have to marry her. No, here we try to push and we try to encourage him to do Yibam, to actually marry her over Chalitza. And that's how we can explain this Brites according to the Rabbanon as well. Okay, we will stop here in the Gemara. We're up to the last line of the Gemara on Lamentes Amin Beis.